Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. I am solo today because my wonderful co-host with the most, who is always vibrating higher, Miss Jessica Fountain, aka J Foe, is doing her soul talk right now on Instagram, and she could not be with us. But I just wanted to send her some love because I didn't want y'all hit me up like, where's Jessica? We don't want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she's doing. Um, shout out to everyone that continues to support the show. Thank you, everyone who listens, who likes, who subscribes, and who shares. Thank you, everyone, for the comments in the Facebook group as well. You know, you can follow us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast. You can follow me personally, complete spelled with a K underscore vision. And don't forget to follow Jessica at exposure and at lash and soul and join our Facebook group from my experience podcast and like that Facebook page. All right. Make sure y'all do that. We love to support. We love to hear back from you. And don't forget to check out our affiliates. We have Retro Mimi, who sells handheld video game emulation consoles. Y'all know I'm a gaming nerd, so I'm always going to be pushing the gaming stuff on y'all. Check them out in the description. Garner's Garden, who sells organic products. They sell hair care, skin care, and oral health care products. Check them out. I've used their products. I really, really like them. I have this face scrub. Has me, has me glowing. I'm getting compliments from the ladies. It works. Fellas, there's stuff on there for you, too. Acre Gold, where you can subscribe to purchase bars of gold. And once your subscription is paid towards your gold amount... They will ship it to you in a nice, discreet package. I should be having one on the way. I cannot wait to get my next bar of gold. Check them out as well. And Black Water. They sell water that is literally black. They have different flavors. It's actually very delicious, and they always have some type of sale going on. So make sure you check out them as well. All those links are in the description. Now, we have a special guest today um i didn't tell her about this part because i always do this to all my guests so this is another fellow claflinite i love in interviewing um, my fellow claflinites they are some of the best and brightest on the planet but this young lady i the one thing i remember about her the most was her sense of humor we had so many good times and so many laughs. She was always cool, always down to earth, always very radiant. Um, and people always spoke very highly of her. And I can tell you from personal experience that she is spectacularly awesome. And I am extremely happy that she is here with me today. So ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> we have human resource specialist and blogger and creator of employment abcs miss jessica washington Woo! Child, that introduction i'm just like who, who is she about to introduce who is he talking to tonight it can't be me of course it's you that that introduction oh my gosh that just warms my soul Thank i mean you. You, you're quite welcome. It's it's what I remember about you, you know? That laugh, those, that laughter. 
Um, you're just always cool, you know. So I'm definitely glad to have you here. How have you been? I have been well. Um, and I don't make that statement lightly in 2021 coming off of 2020. Um, you know, life is a blessing that I continue to be grateful for every day. So, you know, all is well. So I bet your job got extremely interesting being that you're in the human resources <laughs> field. <laughs> so I guess, tell us, tell us, uh, let's start at uh, your, uh, your journey in school. How did you, how did you transition from graduation to where you are now? I guess you can give it to me in pieces. Okay. So um, I started out at Claflin with a degree. Well, actually, if I'm going to talk about when I started out at Claflin, I was a biology major. And what? I saw that biology book, okay? <laughs> Picture me, a biology major. And I got in and I saw that biology book and I said, you know, I don't think I want to do biology that bad anymore. <laughs> so then I was an MIS major, which management information systems. It's a mixture of IT and business. And I flourished in my business courses and did the complete opposite in the IT courses. <laughs> So my junior year, I transitioned to business management and graduated um, with a degree in business management um, okay. and was very happy <laughs> with that decision because <laughs> <laughs> sciences just was not for me. Kudos to everyone who is a science major, has been a science major. God bless you. Um, <laughs> science was, I remember my freshman yeah, that science class was serious. And it was 8 o'clock in the morning. I was like, absolutely not. And they're always that early. And that's part of the problem. But you know what? I um I digress on that. But after I graduated, I took a year off trying to figure out what I want to do, where I want to go. I knew I didn't want to get any more student loan debt. So I definitely was like, need a year off to mm -hmm. regroup and figure out what life is going to look like. So I actually came to the D.C. area and took an internship in an HR office and loved it. And then that following year, I enrolled at Bowie State University to get my master's in human resource development. And so I've been doing HR um, since 2011, 2012-ish. So um, I'm a little jealous of your journey because it seemed to just go so smoothly. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> my my story is the opposite i've had 38 jobs but what uh what led you to human resources and not so wait where are you from originally i'm from columbia columbia south Carolina. okay so you know that's such a departure from the south to the north i i actually lived in both places i did elementary through middle school in south carolina well kindergarten through sixth grade in south carolina and then seven through high school in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, then went to Claflin, mm -hmm. and now I'm back up north. But I had a taste of it. So what lets you know that, hey, I want to I go up north and do human resources? You know, it really was just me wanting something different. I was born and raised in Columbia. Um, I do have family that lives here in the, the D.C. area um, in fourth grade. My mom and I came to visit my aunt who lived in D.C., and when I graduated and started looking at jobs, just opportunities, I was like, you know, I've got some people in D.C. Let me let me put my feelers out there for opportunities and see what I can do. Because for me, while I wanted something new, I didn't want something completely unknown where I would be going, you know, completely blind and knowing no one. 
Right. Um, another kudos to people who can do that, but I knew for me, I need, I need to know somebody. I'm I need you. to be able to go to somebody's house and get dinner if, you know, <laughs> things things was a little rough one day, you know? Yeah. So um, I applied for the internship here in D.C. Ironically, when I applied for it, um, I thought I was applying for a paid internship. Uh-oh. Um, when they accepted me into the program, there was no mention of, you know, coins or anything. So I sent an email and I said, oh, thank you so much for the consideration. I, I didn't see, you know, the salary or the pay information. And they said, oh, this is unpaid. And I said, oh. <laughs> well, but um, honestly, I had nothing else at the time. A lot of the jobs I had been applying for in Columbia um, just weren't things I was truly interested in. It was just me applying for a job just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Why not? It's HR. Nothing else. I can transfer the experience to something else, do something else. Um, and I took it. And that job actually offered me a full-time job after the internship. So um, I'm glad I made that decision. What was your favorite part about the internship? Uh so many things you know i met a lot of great people um from across the country because the the organization that i work for um has an international presence and um i met just a lot of great young people from across the country i worked for a black woman who was very encouraging and supportive and i still keep in touch with her to this day um and just you know, being in D.C. that young and just yeah. excited to be out of Columbia slash Orangeburg, you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> just great. That is definitely spectacular. So, um, how did you know that this is this is it? I'm gonna stay in this area. What what it, what was it about the area that let you know that okay, I'm not going back down south or anywhere else at least right now? You know, um, I'll say this. I don't think I really knew until I bought a house. (laughs) Um, And even now I still have moments where I think about relocating, but honestly, I just, I kept going with the flow. It was like, you know, opportunities kept happening, career growth kept happening. And it was just one of those things where almost if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I've had a lot of personal and professional growth here. So that's what keeps me here. And I think if I get to the point where I feel like I'm not growing like I want to, then I'll definitely look at, you know, other areas to move to because I'm open to that. Okay. Okay. Congratulations on being a homeowner. That is a huge, <laughs> huge feat, especially up here. Whew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's serious. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're also a blogger. Tell us about this blog. What inspired you to start blogging? So, you know, my blog is an HR-inspired blog. Um, I post about just various topics from interviews to resumes to dealing with coworkers and your boss. And what inspired me to do it was, honestly, my friends and my family were always asking me HR questions. They were like, are you busy? I got an HR question for you. (laughs) And 
you know, I didn't really think about it until one day my best friend said it kind of jokingly. She was like, maybe you should start a blog or something. And I was like, I'm not doing no blog. And I said, why not? Because mm-hmm. if you have these questions, other people have these questions. So I um, started the blog and ironically found that I enjoyed writing to some degree and then just sharing information about things that I know that I'm sure other people um, don't know. I'm going to need to read that. I, I stay uh, career hopping uh, and looking around and different things. And I've always had trouble navigating in certain areas. I hate the intake process. I hate mm-hmm. those, the when you fill out an application, they ask you 75 questions. Why do they ask you all them questions? Can you, can you die? I have an HR question for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know about these personality tests and things of that nature. Like what are those for? I don't even know that's in your wheelhouse, but. So, um, a little bit of that is yes. And a lot of times personality tests, because sometimes I'll give you two answers. One, sometimes companies use personality tests to separate people from the actual skills because you'll post a job and you'll have tons of people who will be qualified on the experience side of things. But then you want to know, okay, what is your morale? Like, what is your um, your moral compass? How do you um, navigate life and things of that nature? So they want to say, okay, these people are qualified but these people present themselves as loyal people who will be good fit for our organization. And then the second part of the question is, or the answer to your question is that sometimes organizations, depending on the organization, if you are applying for jobs where there's maybe money involved, they want to know how trustworthy you are and things of that nature before mm-hmm. they you know, invest in background checks because background checks and stuff do cost money. So. Yes. so I'm trash at all those things, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Mainly on the, mainly when it came to part-time positions, I always did terribly on those things because I don't know how to answer them. Like you have like, you kind of have like an extreme negative answer, an extreme positive, and then you kind of have like one in between or something. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just always conflicted. Um, and I'm I'm typically very honest on them, but mm-hmm. is there a I don't want to say trick. Is there any tips you would have for someone when it comes to taking those? So I would say never lean too far on the side of, you know, for lack of a better word, goody two shoes. So sometimes sometimes I'll ask you a question like, um, if you found $5 on the floor in the hallway, would you take the initiative to find the person it belongs to? Would you keep it? Would you, you know, just put it on the bulletin board and see who comes and gets it. You know, you never want to lean on the side of, oh, I would walk to every single person in the office and, you know, say, is this your $5? Is this your $5? And then you never want to lean on the complete opposite either because no one is perfect. Right. And people who answer the questions presenting themselves as to be perfect um, you either have some type of personality disorder or they know you're lying. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of the two. So, you know, you just, you be as truthful as you can because it's the same thing with people when they take polygraph tests and they say, you know, tell the truth because yeah. we're going to know if you're lying anyways. So it's, it's kind of along those lines. You just want to be an honest person who shows that you have good intentions, but we're all flawed. 
Thank you. I'll keep that in mind when I apply to a Best Buy again. Best Buy, I'm coming. <laughs> what uh, what would you say is probably the most difficult part of what you do? Um, so I specifically do employee relations within HR. And for the uninitiated, employee relations is the discipline part of HR. Ooh. So I do um, do the firing and, you know, whatever other disciplinary actions and stuff are involved, I do those things. So I would say, ironically, the most difficult part of my job sometimes can be the supervisors who have had difficult employees for years mm -hmm. and, you know, all of a sudden want me to turn around and terminate the employee because they are in a bad mood or the employee embarrassed them in some type of way. Um, it's like you've been dealing with this person for years and their personality and their attitude. So to think that we can just turn around and get rid of them today because you're sick of them at this point is is not realistic right it's you know ironically a lot of people would think that oh why isn't you know the employees why isn't that the the hard part of the job for you because at this point i'm used to it i'm used to people who are going to come to work act a fool do something they're not supposed to do and then i'm gonna have to step in and intervene but it's the supervisors who are supposed to know better who are the problem for me hmm <laughs> I'm interested in your career field, but I'm not going back to school. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. This podcast needs to so make let me Let me tell you this, though, you know, and this is something that I wish I knew before I got a master's degree. Um, the Society for Human Resource Management has a very good certificate. Um, it's, it's kind of intense, honestly, but again, it's a certificate that'll cost you a few hundred dollars and you know you take that and you could get your foot into the hr door y'all hear that <laughs> i'm gonna write that down uh, i'm gonna mm -hmm. answer that again in a minute <laughs> yes. you know, i get excited about new opportunities and exploring new things so i like that i like that what are oh, some yeah. of your uh what are some hmm okay i see where i want to take this so with covid happening how much mm -hmm. did your role change and what were some of the things you had to navigate? So one of the biggest things that changed with my role um, because of COVID was a lot of the accommodations for employees with people who had elderly parents or who now has someone who tested positive who had to quarantine or schools being closed and what that looked like for employees wanting to change their work schedules and needing additional flexibilities um, because it took my organization not a long time to get us to full-time telework but um, it took them a couple months to really get everybody acclimated to being at home and so that that was the the most difficult part for me was that transition of accommodating people who needed to change schedules, who needed to have certain equipment at home to support their job functions. Um, ironically, on the positive note though, of course, the, the disciplinary actions have cut down because people are at home. <laughs> yeah, You can't get into it with your boss really when you at home and they at home, <laughs> it's just, it's not right. the same interaction. So yeah. Okay. 
So, do you think this is going to have an impact on your uh, role moving forward? Do you think the company has seen and learned from some of the things? Because I know that some companies now are probably going to do a lot more teleworking because they realize that they can do that. It's like, why am I paying for this big space when half of y'all can work from home? Because even, well, I'm teaching, so uh, this is not uh, highly effective. I'll say that. I'm not going to say it's not effective. I'm going to say it's not highly effective. So, do you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me secure my job. Uh, do, you, do, you, <laughs> do you foresee any uh, future changes uh, for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My um, current employer is working on what they are calling the workplace of the future, where they're trying to do essentially what you just said, looking at what jobs and what functions we can allow to either telework full time or have a lot more flexibility to where they don't have to be here the vast majority of the work week. And um, that's going to require us to update a lot of policies and look at people's specific duties within their positions and other factors that will have a, um, a role in that as well. But that's absolutely one of the biggest goals, not just with my organizations, but with organizations you know, across the country and across the world. Because Zoom is booming. Microsoft Teams is booming. And it's like, we don't need to sit here face to face. We can absolutely get to know each other through Teams and Skype and all that other stuff. So, um, and I think that's great because truthfully, people don't want to deal with the commutes. It has such an impact on morale and just your overall energy and mood. You fight traffic or you sit in public transportation and, you know, go through all of those changes and whatnot and you get to work and you're tired. And then there's somebody at your door already eight o'clock in the morning wanting to have a conversation. Right. So you you. alleviate that. (laughs) Can I get an iced coffee before we start this conversation, ma'am? That's all I'm asking for. Super early. I have had the great fortune of always being close to work. Like, even when I moved here, I was 20 minutes from the school I worked at, and now the school I work at is probably not even 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes from my house. It's literally like three streets over. So I've been fortunate because that's all I heard before I moved up here was like the traffic, the traffic, the traffic. I've experienced it a couple of times, and I'm like, yeah, no. (laughs) So I'm... I'm very yeah. strategic when I'm looking. I'm like, all right, where do I want to work? Where do I want to live? Where do I want to work? Where do I want to live? Because you're right. Nobody, I mean, people are spending an hour and a half, you know, both ways just to get to a uh-huh. That is exhausting. And I can imagine the impact that it has on the home life. So I'm glad your mm-hmm. company is, is being forward thinking like that. Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. So now let's talk a little bit more on the personal side. You like traveling and food. So where have you been? Tell us about your traveling adventures. Oh, travel. What a distant memory. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I have to go through my archives. Um, Let's see. My last trip was to Italy. And um, I was in Italy for... 10 days yes in italy for 10 traveling for 12 but um, my best friend and i used to do a trip every year um we've done so italy france canada 
Mexico, um, and then outside of traveling with her, I've also been to Dominican Republic. Um, I'm forgetting somewhere. So when I say travel is really a distant memory, I mean it. <laughs> You've been a lot of places. I've been in Jamaica. That's it. So. And I haven't been to Jamaica, and I want to go to Jamaica. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be a while for me before I go to Jamaica. But but I will say that the Italy trip that we took in 2018-19 was probably one of my favorite trips. I think Italy might be one of my favorite countries that I personally have been to. I know mm-hmm. somebody will probably drag me and be like, Italy! But, um... <laughs> yeah, I've heard mixed reviews on Italy. Right. Um, I'm not going to get into my experience with the Europeans. I'm just going to talk about the the country and the food and the sights. Um, you know, European people are a handful. But, um, you know, I really like going to see Rome and Venice and Florence. I love Florence. Florence is beautiful. We did some other small towns that have like castles and things of that nature. So it was gorgeous to see those. So yeah. Would you ever consider I, I living in another country? Um I you know what? I like Mexico too. I could probably see myself living in Mexico. Maybe, you know, in Tulum or even Mexico City. Like, I really like Mexico City. I don't think I could live in a European country. Okay. I'm a little. <laughs> Y'all can't see her face. I keep forgetting that, you know, this is a podcast, so people won't be able to see my facial expressions. But I, I twisted my face up just now because. That... So. I'll give you a quick story, very quick story okay. of one of the incidents I had in Italy. When I went to Italy, I had braids. Um, they were box braids, but small box braids. And there were several times we would walk down the street and, you know, you would get stares like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And, duh, 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 duh. and we went in one store and the man said, my sisters, my sisters, come in. He's very, very European. Okay. Caucasian European. Um, and so he he says to us like, oh, you know, my sister is my sister. And he says, I give you big discount. I give you big discount. And then, you know, we're shopping. And he comes from behind a register with scissors in his hands. And he comes up to me and he says, may I take souvenir and try what? to grab my braids so he can cut a braid out of my head. He, he was ready. All he needed was the word, okay? Whoa, the culture shock. Exactly. I was like, oh, no. So you understand, like, there, there is my hair underneath here. So what you're not going to do is is have me bald in one side. <laughs> Yo, what? Yes. I, I tell it out of there fast, needless to say. You, you need so, to get no big discount? No. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like some of them stores in the mall here. <laughs> What's going exactly. on, brother? What? The gold stores in particular. Oh, man. I, I'm glad you left with all your hair. That's, Me too. That is interestingly weird. Um, mm-hmm. What about some of the food? Tell me about some of these foods. You've been so many places. I'm a foodie. I cannot wait to be able to explore and eat food in the D.C. area. I'm already Googling. Mm. I'm, I need barbecue. I need good pizza. 
mm-hmm. and I need barbecue. Like, I have not found good pizza yet. I realize I'm in Virginia, so I'm, like, in a weird spot. And I need, like, that's one thing I definitely miss from the South is the freaking barbecue. Like, there were smoke houses and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. And I've been struggling. I've been struggling. You know, it's it's definitely a transition of locations for um for food. It's hard to find sweet tea. I don't know if you are as attached to sweet tea as I am. I'm not, but yeah, I, I realize it is very hard. Yes, Chick Fil A is the only place. Um, Sounds about right. But I would say there is a good barbecue place in Chinatown. I'm just blanking on the name of it, but I can get that to you later. But um, DC has amazing food. Um, you almost need to establish a food budget just for, you know, going out to eat and trying places. I realize, you know what? I realize that. I, I went. It's, I, yeah. it's, it's always something good. I would say some of the best food I've had um, when we were in Italy, we would find some of the smallest kind of hole in the wall restaurants and just sit and eat dinner. Mm-hmm. I had some of the creamiest risotto. I've ever had in my life mm. um, at this restaurant in Italy. In Paris, I had um, some of the best, like, salmon, like, just Ooh. seasoned extremely well, just flaky and moist and just, oh, delicious. Um, ironically, I remember there was a restaurant we went to in Paris that had, like, a really good, for lack of a better word, like, a baked chicken. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but it was amazing. Juicy, tender, flavorful, all of that. Um, Canada, I didn't expect Canada to be a place for food, but I also thought that I would have a little more options. Mm -hmm. So that was a little disappointing that the food just kind of fell flat. Um, Specifically in Toronto, that's where I was. Oh, you was in Toronto (laughs) and they felt... What what is Canada even known for food-wise? Are they known for anything? I don't know. I don't think so. That's yeah. And ironically, I happened to be there the same day as the, or my trip was the same weekend as the Raptors um, parade or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun that I happened to be there at the same time as that. Um, didn't see Drake, but you know, there's always next time. So. <laughs> Drizzy, uh, yeah, I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll talk to you about Jessica, you know. <laughs> but I'm yeah, connected, uh, though. You know? has great places to, to eat. What and about? a lot of great black-owned places, too. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Got to support the culture. Got to support our people. What about Mexico? Um, You know, Mexico, the food was good. Food was cheap in Mexico. Good and cheap. Um, which is always a great combination when you can get a good meal for cheap. And even off the resort, because I'm not afraid to get off a resort and go through the city and eat and explore. We had some really good guacamole, of course, beans, rice, enchiladas, amazing enchiladas um, in Mexico. I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, you, I'm so glad you're not afraid to go off resort. I wish I could have did that in Jamaica, but my time was short. Mm-hmm. But um, next time I go, I'm doing I'm doing it all. The resort was great. Um, if you're a drinker, oh my gosh, the rum punch. I love rum punch is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right it's just I can't even begin to describe. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I only have a couple more questions for you. Then I'm gonna let you go. Okay. This has been a great conversation. Talk about 
why your mom was your greatest influence? <sighs> my mom. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom for me growing up and um, worked several jobs. But aside from that, and I, we actually had a conversation about this when I went home for Christmas. Despite working so many jobs, my mom never, you know, let me know how hard things were for her. Um, you know, it was always, you know, wake up in the morning, good morning, I love you, always positive, always kind, and not just to me, but to other people. Like, my mom never gets mad. I find myself having to jump in and be like, don't you talk to my mama like that? Because, you know, my mom is just that kind and that warm and loving person that I want to continue to grow and to mirror and to have that type of patience and just resilience and optimism. She's so optimistic about everything. Um, even when I'm like, would you let me be mad? She'll be like, okay, well, you can be mad for a minute, but I'm just telling you, you know, da -da 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 -da. you know, it'll get better. So her, her demeanor and then just the way that she's raised me to be so professional and to take work in my business seriously handling your business when you go to work and you know making sure that you are putting your best foot forward and always giving the best representation of yourself um whenever you're anywhere and that is truly who she is every single day that's spectacular <laughs> that you have such a great influence um and i could I can see that in you, even thinking about, you know, granted, we have not been around each other in years, which is making me feel super old. Right, I know. I'm really feeling my age. Ooh. Don't do not do that. You you got, I got you by some years. Remember, I was around a little too long at Claflin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob was around a little too long, but, um... <laughs> I could definitely see that even your demeanor, your demeanor even feels the same. So professional, but not stiff. You know, like I would never take you for a joke. I would never try to play you because I'm like, ah, she laughing, but she likes to cut you too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So my last question for you. Um, one, thank you for joining me again. And you are such a powerful example of a black woman and, um, just the way you're living your life, the way you're taking care of yourself by traveling and exploring and your career, your your home, like you're doing all of these wonderful, beautiful things. So what advice do you have for the young man or the young woman who may be in college or maybe out there career searching and they haven't figured it out yet or someone who may possibly want to go into the HR field? What would you say to them? So as a general note to um, the younger people, I would say that time is a clock that you continue to put on yourself. You don't have to feel like you are on a specific timeline. Um, don't compare yourself to what your friends are doing. And most importantly, don't live by the expectations of what other people set out for you. Find what works for you and, and do that. And especially in 2021, things are so different career-wise. You've got people who are YouTubers and TikTokers who are, you know, making more money than, you know, some people like myself who are, you know, 
sitting in an office or at home nowadays, but follow your dreams and do what it is that you want to do. And know that if you are passionate about multiple things that you can do as many things as you want to do, you can change careers, you can reinvent yourself. Gone are the days where you sit in the same job for 40 years. You can absolutely do and be um, who you want to be and just be true to yourself, trust yourself and believe in yourself um, always. Um, For anyone who wants to get into the HR field specifically, that SHRM certificate is amazing. SHRM in general just has a great website. I feel like SHRM should like give me a little check for this book (laughs) right now, but I digress. Um, yes, look into SHRM, which is shrm.org is their website, or maybe it's .com, but you'll figure it out. Um, they have great resources for all different types of HR. HR is an extremely broad area to get into. It's kind of like IT. There's so many smaller subcategories that you can work under. But just figure out what you have an interest in and and go with that and learn and study and research and find opportunities and jobs that you can get into and learn more about the field because it is a great field. You are so well put together. That was just so just crispy and just nice and just it's like you almost knew I was going to ask you that. I did. I know. <laughs> I needed that. You would know, right? <laughs> I needed that. Hold up. <laughs> uh, Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really, really, really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being so open and sharing. Um, tell the people where they can find you on social media. So I am on um, Instagram. My personal page is that's T-H-A-T-S, Jess, um, two underscores, 08. So that's just 08. And then my blog page on Instagram is employment ABCs. Um, also website is employmentabcs.com where you can check out um, the blog posts that I've written. And I really thank you. This has been great. It's been such a, like, relaxing, like, more of a catch-up yeah. than anything else. So this this was fun. I appreciate that. that. That's what I go for. Like, we work all the time. We have to be these dressed up, I have to put on my best face type thing. And I'm like, I always wanted this podcast to be casual um, because I mm-hmm. feel like when people are more relaxed, they open up more. Um, and I'm always relaxed. I'm, not, I'm sitting in my house. I'm not about to put you know a suit and tie i'm like hi i'm robert we're not doing that so so yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed the ambiance and the vibe (sighs) ladies and gentlemen there you have it hopefully you got some gems make sure you go follow jessica and read that blog share it with a friend employment is important i am a person who personally struggled with it though i have had i've lost count but i think i've had 20 between 25 and 30 jobs because I started working when I was 16. Um, Keep your jokes. Don't inbox me. But thank y'all again (laughs) for joining us. Y'all already know you can follow us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast. You can follow me personally, complete spell with a K underscore vision. Make sure you follow Jessica at Exposure 
and at Lash and Soul. All of those links will be in the description along with our affiliates, Retro Mimi, Blackwater, Acre Gold, and Garner's Garden. Until next time, please take care of yourself physically, mentally, and financially, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace.